This is Where I'm At, a podcast on health, wellness, and yoga. I'm Lauren D'Angelo. I'm a yoga teacher, writer, and a marketer, and I will be doing the interviewing of my teachers on this podcast. The important people in my life who have taught me and helped me and shaped my life into what it is today. If you listen to this podcast, you can expect to hear talks on health, wellness, yoga, and lifestyle. This is a fun, lighthearted podcast where my hope is you learn something new that you can take away and implement in your life. Plus, you get the added bonus of getting to know local yoga teachers and those in the health and wellness field in the Boston area and beyond. Welcome, everybody. This is Lauren. I am here with one of my really good friends and teachers, Alana Nankin. She is the CEO and founder of Breathe for Change. Hi, Alana. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> so, so excited I, to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Finally, I feel like this has been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the opportunity to be part of Breathe for Change last summer, and we started exactly a year ago today. It's our anniversary. It's our anniversary. And this is the <laughs> wildest little side note story, but I, Alana and I connected and we chose today is the day to have you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then the Facebook memories, social media is good for some things. And <laughs> that memory popped up today that today was the first day I officially met you in person, Alana. It's serendipity. I love it. One year ago, we were at Life Alive in, was it Kate? Was it in Boston? It's right on Boyle. It was in Boston by Boston University Academy. Yes, that's right. So that is, um, that was a year ago. I had talked to you many times on the phone prior. Remember, Mm -hmm. we had had like super good conversations. Magical conversations. (laughs) Yes magical that's exactly how we use they were the best (laughs) and I was really excited to meet you and so that day a year ago today launched an 18-day journey right Mm -hmm. of was it 80 school educators I think it was about 80 I think it was 82 something like that yeah um who we trained to to bring yoga into their classroom Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um talk a little bit about how you founded Breathe for Change and your whole premise. And you know, it probably goes without saying I I love this story and um <laughs> so excited. I'm so excited to share it. So go ahead. Well, I am so honored you asked. So it goes way, way back to my first year of teaching. Uh I'm a former pre-K teacher and worked in the public schools in San Francisco. And when I was teaching, I absolutely loved it, but I was stressed and overwhelmed and overworked. And that's when I first found yoga and it just completely transformed my life and my well-being. And I ended up integrating so many of the practices into my classroom with my kids and just saw extraordinary transformations in them, both social, emotionally, and academically. And I was like, there is something here. And it, it was, it made such a big difference that when I didn't go to my yoga class in the morning, my four-year-old students would come up to me and be like, Missy Lana, did you miss yoga today? Cause I would be like reactive or like yell or say things I didn't mean to say. I wasn't taking my deep breath. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even the kids noticed the <laughs> impact that it had on my well-being and my teaching. And so I I got so interested in further exploring the power of these practices and ended up pursuing my PhD in curriculum and instruction 
and becoming a teacher educator at University of Wisconsin in Madison. So the Bay Area girl moved to the Midwest and experienced her first winters, which was very interesting. Cool. Um, <laughs> <No way. laughs> but for my dissertation, I ended up following a bunch of teachers that I had taught in the teacher ed program into diverse classrooms all over the country and world to look specifically at how they would take up their ideals of social justice and action in their teaching. And what I found was that across the board, these educators, just like me, were so stressed, they were overwhelmed, they were burnt out, and they really just didn't have the tools to take care of themselves, let alone meet the social emotional needs of their kids. And as I was seeing this negative cycle of well-being like surfacing, um, I simultaneously had just gotten my 200-hour yoga teacher certification. And as many of you know who are listening, it was totally uh, transformational, life-changing. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And the I was still teaching courses at the university and the students I was, I was teaching who were soon to be teachers and working in schools found out I was a yoga teacher, uh, thought it was yeah. the coolest thing ever. Yeah. They ended up renting out space in the student union for me to teach them yoga each week, in addition to my three-hour education course. And so I would, I was like, okay, I'll do it. It was my first <laughs> teaching experience. So I got the courage to do it because I felt, um, you know, courageous enough to teach my students. Yeah. And every single day, different teachers that I taught would say things like, oh my gosh, Ilana, the kids who normally have anxiety attacks before tests are utilizing these breathing techniques you taught us and the, their test scores are increasing or students who experience so much trauma in the home are learning how to breathe and everything's improving. And one thing led to the next and I just was like, okay, I see how universal the issue of educator stress and burnout truly is. And I'm also seeing how powerful these wellness, yoga and social emotional learning practices can truly be for both teachers and students' lives, and nothing's going to stop me. I'm starting a movement. So I, in January 2015, I was like, I'm going to start a movement on a mission to enhance the health and well-being of educators, students, and entire communities, and set out to start the world's only 200-hour wellness, social-emotional learning, and yoga teacher training that's specifically for educators and community leaders who really care about using wellness as a vehicle for social change. So somehow I managed to convince 34 educators from across the country that it was this extraordinary idea to come to Madison, Wisconsin for a 200 hour training that had never existed before. <laughs> and it was just life changing. Wow. And yeah. how, that was, how long ago was that? That was in, that was, it was five years ago. So it was actually like literally five years ago we ended a couple days ago five years ago they graduated um so june and july in 2015 and then after they were all so inspired by what they learned they started things i couldn't even have even imagined possible i mean they were bringing back mindfulness initiatives to the district at the district level they were starting yoga clubs at school with their kids they were integrating social emotional learning into the classroom they were leading professional development um enhancing staff wellness at their schools they were leading yoga workshops for the families of their kids i mean 
unbelievable impact and ripple effects in the communities. And then I was like, all right, um, we're expanding this. So then the next year we expanded the Bay Area where I'm from, because I wanted to take it home and New York City. And that year in New York, Sesame Workshop hosted it. So the, when Elmo and Big Bird walked in, I was like, okay, we're on to something. I was just going to say, like, you have <laughs> arrived. Yeah. I have arrived. <laughs> Elmo and Big Bird are here. <laughs> Unbelievable. And That's so we certified cool. 185 um, educators that second year, mm. expanded to more cities that third year and certified 600 across six cities and then 1,100 across 11 cities the fourth year. And then up to this point, we've certified over 4,000 educators through our 200-hour training, uh, which, you know, they're doing extraordinary things across the country. So talk a little bit about, and I, I had the um, the pleasure and serious honor of, of doing um, the asana here in Boston. So teaching. Not just doing, you were unbelievable. It was really fun. Oh. I had like the best time ever. I was like, I don't want this to end. And then you and I kind of um, tag team the anatomy, which I think was even more fun. I, so was, fun. Yeah, we had a good time. <laughs> we had fun. So it, it, it is, a, it's a, I think from on both sides, it's impactful, right? So if you're a trainer, it's impactful because you get to hear the stories of um, educators who are in public schools teaching our future. And mm -hmm. then you get to see um, the ideas that culminate from the journey that they, they go through where just as you said, they're, they create these plans on how they want to bring back these tools to, yes, their classroom, but many of them end up busting through and be like, no, this is a whole district like thing, right? Like, I'm going to enhance collective well-being <laughs> and that is my life's purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So I do want you to talk a little bit about, because I think one of the things that, you know, I went in, um, I was really excited. I remember when I, when I got the call that I had gotten the position, it was like a very exciting moment for me. And so, mm -hmm. and I, I knew in my gut that it was going to be a, a truly changing experience. And it really, really was for so many reasons, as you know. Um, but I also learned that there, there's like a point of differentiation specifically about your training, which is the SELF part. And mm -hmm. I really do want you to talk a little bit about that because that's the part that when I was able to sit in on those sessions and listen, like, I think everybody can take something away from those. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, this is my favorite thing to talk about. So thank you for giving me space. Um, so in the education context, uh, this term SEL uh, is social emotional learning and it's being prioritized more and more, especially now in the context of our world and why health and well-being is so important. Um, but many of us have been fighting for it, its importance for years. So um, at Breathe for Change, we take a unique approach to social emotional learning or SEL by tagging on the F to SEL because when you spell that out, it spells self because we believe that it's so important as educators, as community leaders, that we embody the practices that we want to teach and instill in our kids. And so like the, the competency of self-awareness or self-management or our relationship skills, 
how in the world are we supposed to teach our kids empathy if we're not being empathetic ourselves? So if I'm pissed off and I'm frustrated and I'm yelling at kids, but I'm reading a lesson plan saying you need to be empathetic, like that is such a, there's so much dissonance there. So how can we start with ourselves? And in really prioritize our own well-being, embody the practices of yoga and these um, incredible life-changing practices that can fundamentally reshape who we are, or more importantly, help us shape who we are. Like we're already there. It's just giving us access to the, you know, the beautiful depths of who we are. And so at Breathe for Change, we have um, a transformational curricular progression. So we begin our training with a focus on transformation of self, which is all about educators cultivating their own well-being and setting intentions and learning to not just give, give, give so much to others, but how do I give that same self-care and self-love to myself? And then from that foundation of well-being in ourselves, we move into transformation of relationships, which is all about how do we enhance well-being in all of our relationships and show up fully in our relationships. Cause that's really ultimately what we have control over is how we show up. Yeah. And so for the educators in our training or the community leaders, it's thinking about how am I showing up in my relationships with my students, with my family at home, with my colleagues, with my administrators, with the families of my children, with my friends who are supporting me from the side. How can I really foster well-being in all of these relationships. And then from there, from that foundation of well-being in ourselves and our relationships, we move into transformation of community, which is really an opportunity for us to ask collectively, how can we use wellness, yoga, social emotional learning as vehicles for social change and healing, especially right now yeah. in all of our communities. And then we end the training with this component of integration and renewal, because it's so important that we recognize that transformation is a cycle. And it's not like, hey, I transform my community. Done. Checkbox. No, it's like we always have to return back to ourselves and fill our own cups, just like my pre-K student Patrick once said, in a community, first you have to love yourself, because if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. So I think the constant reminder that this, you know, self relationships, community, how do we enhance well-being across these layers is, is a cyclical process. And our whole training is designed to support people who are such givers and are really great at doing that to, with others mm -hmm. to like take a look and give that same gift to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, some of the, some of those tools and those moments where um, it was like this self-admittance from many of the teachers that like, yeah, I totally am not taking care of myself, right? Like, and it was, some of them had an aha moment and then others were like, I already knew that. Like, I, I totally, I'm surrendering to it and that's why I'm here. So tell me what I need to do to fix it, right? So, so it was, it was this process of like, yes, I know I'm not taking care of myself. How do I, you know? And then it was like almost the relationship component, right? It's almost like, how do you set healthy boundaries so that both, yeah. both sides are happier? Um, and then how does that kind of transfer into, into the community and then even into, into the classroom and beyond, right? Um, totally. So talk to me a little bit about how um, Breathe for Change has changed 
now that COVID has happened. The nature of the, the, the nature of the name. <laughs> yeah. Um, like every time there's always like a before COVID and an after COVID for every single one of us. I think that's one thing that I am just so well aware of now after being in conversations with hundreds or thousands of people since this has all unfolded. Um, so before COVID, as I had mentioned, all of our trainings were in person. So we were leading these 200 hour trainings uh, across 11 cities. Um, so we were in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle, Denver, Austin, Chicago, Madison, Boston, New York, DC, and Tampa. So we were all over the country, uh, but there was no digital training. So we all, we had at times been like, oh, we should try digital because this will be, you know, we really care about making our trainings and our professional development accessible and inclusive and equitable for educators uh, everywhere. So digital has always been in the back of our minds. It's like something we wanted to do, but when you have in-person trainings, it's hard to pivot. And so we were completely in person. And actually when COVID, when shelter in place happened in March, we were in the middle of literally exactly, we had just completed eight out of 18 days of our 200 hour training in person in five cities across the country. And we had to ask ourselves very quickly, like, are we going to move this to the digital space? And we had two main questions. One was, is it really possible for us to be able to foster and develop that sense of community? As you know, that's like what we care about most. It's like building relationships, building community, and like fostering that sense of vulnerability among our beautiful trainees. So we're like, is that possible in the digital world? And then two, can we successfully prepare and train and certify like, you know, experts of wellness and the SDL and yoga in this space? And we decided that we were so deeply committed to supporting these. It was, I think about 350 educators at that point in completing their training that we just decided, you know what, this is a time where we need this sense of community. Mm -hmm. They need like, this is like perfect embodiment of the practice. Like you can't get a more perfect example of like, all right, let's draw on this and really, um, embrace it. I mean, you got to think too, Alana, that they are going to most likely have to bring their teachings online as well. Right. So like a hundred percent. And what we, you know, as at like myself and my team, like we're an organization by educators for educators, like my PhD is in curriculum and instruction. It's what keeps me up at night. What I, why I wake up, I'm so inspired by it. And so we had been on zoom like nationally for five years. Like we know how to facilitate in the digital space internally. We just never did it in our training space. So I was so beyond blown away by how it just, it not just translated, but we got world-class rankings, uh, like Uh, higher than sometimes even our in-person trainings, because we just were able to figure out how do we continue to foster this sense of community? And oh my God, I, I should show you the the like closing circle of all those shares. Oh, it was so amazing. But the thing that we still had, like the question we still had, even though we had transitioned everything from the 200 hour 
digitally so we can finish that training. We wanted to take a step back as a team and be like, okay, hold on. Our world is completely changing. Yeah. What educators need, what families need, what kids need may not be this 200 hour training. Perhaps we're missing something. We want to know from our community what the current need is and how we can best support. So our whole team, uh, our national team, over the course of two weeks, we all like scratched anything we were doing and we interviewed hundreds of educators, people who had taken our trainings before, people who had shown interest, administrators, families, parents, like all, all the people to wow. say like, okay, like what's your current need and how can we support essentially was what we were getting at. Mm -hmm. And what we found was that educators and leaders and, you know, parents who've always been educators, but now it's more relevant than ever before. Yes, I mean, yes. they're at home with the kids all the time. Uh, yeah. And so we found that now what we had to offer was a lot more relevant too for parents and the data came back and it was just so clear that what people needed was first and foremost to take care of themselves, like to cultivate a well-being practice that would sustain themselves over time throughout this challenging experience that we're all facing. And then also they really wanted to learn foundational mindfulness, social emotional learning and mindful movement or yoga practices to teach or implement into their work with young people. And so, and of course, so many people were like, we still want the yoga teacher training. Like we, and some of them were like, just give me the foundations. And other were like, I'm ready to dive in. I want it all. Yeah. And so what we ended up doing was out of, you know, all of hundreds of hours of conversations, we developed two new trainings our mind, body, wellness, and SEL or social emotional learning training, which we've already launched three tracks of. We I'm graduate, we're graduating the second track on in a couple of days or now on Thursday. And the third track just started on Saturday and like unbelievable. Wow. It's been incredible. And the intention of that first course is exactly what I said. It's to support educators, parents, uh, community leaders in cultivating a well-being practice for themselves and sustaining their well-being over time and also learning foundational mindfulness, mindful movement, yoga, and uh, social emotional learning practices that they can implement into their classrooms, into their homes, into yeah. their communities. And then we have this really amazing module on mindset as well, because it's mindset right now is so relevant. Um, so we're super excited um, that we have Chris Evans, who is like our amazing trainer, who's been there from the beginning, who works, who's getting his PhD under um, Carol Dweck at the Stanford Mind Body Lab. So he's taking all this cutting edge research with it, with her and his other advisor, Ali Crumb, to like bring to educators this incredible um, work with how to how do you cultivate a mindset that serves you and help others in doing the same during this time. So that training we've already we have over 500 people who've taken it in just like one month already. We started it about a month ago or five weeks ago, and facilitating the live sessions on Zoom is like food to my soul. And mm -hmm. it's like it's like a it's like this sacred space where people can come to who are feeling so isolated, so afraid, 
there's so much uncertainty, especially for educators and parents right now who don't know if their kids are going to, if they're going to be teaching digitally, they're going back in a hybrid model. If they're like, they don't know if they're going to have to like be exposed for themselves and have to protect their own health and well-being. And like, there's pros and cons to everything, but it's all challenging. And so to have that sacred space together where they're like not in community, also supporting their own well-being and each other's well-being and learning tools to help our kids deal Mm-hmm. with everything that's happening. I think it's just amazing. And so we did three of those this summer and it was so successful. And we just got such positive feedback that we're going to be launching another one on September 10th. And that'll be over two months instead of over one month. So it's like spur- this, you know, so they don't have to have so much live sessions each week with yeah. school too. So it'll be yeah. two hours of live sessions a week over two months. And then in addition, We also have our yoga teacher training and social emotional learning facilitator certification program. So you can think about the mind, body, wellness, and SEL training that I just talked about. as like the starter pack. It's like the foundations. Mm -hmm. And then for those people who um, really want to take their leadership to the next level, do a more advanced course, like become a certified yoga teacher uh, for, you know, adults and young people through Breed for Change and also not just learn like how to uh, facilitate social emotional learning practices for their kids and mindfulness practices, but be able to like lead professional development and lead wellness workshops for educators and, you know, do entire programs and initiatives in communities and schools and districts, et cetera. That's like that more in-depth training, which is very much aligned to the training that you and I right. led together. I would say it's yeah. like, it's, you know, we adapted it to make it as relevant to what's happening right now, what the needs are right now, but it's, you know, they're going to learn how to teach a yoga class for adults and how to modify that for young people. They're going to learn to facilitate um, foundational meditation practices for adults and young people. They'll learn, you know, to take their leadership to the next level as advocates of social emotional learning and wellness in their schools, districts, and organizations. And so that one thing that was so amazing is we weren't sure how many people would sign up for the mind body wellness versus the yoga teacher training and would they bundle both. And we've had 50% get both of them together because they're like, I want the starter pack now. And I want to go straight into that advanced training that's going to allow me to really become a leader of this work. Um, I think, I think people are recognizing now more than ever, there is a dire need for this in the world, right? So the social, emotional, and the tools like meditation and, and asana and, you know, physical movement that is a moving meditation. And so I think it's, it's really, really super cool that, you've been able to transition and provide these tools that you, you already, you had, it was more just like, how do you take it and move it online? And does it still have that same impactful connection? Right. And so Mm -hmm. I do think that one of the things that you are bringing together is, um, this, this ability for people to see that they might be feeling, um, alone and like nobody else is going to understand potentially what their situation is. But when you bring everybody together, that's probably 
all very in a very similar situation, it's kind of like, oh, I, I'm not alone. I can talk to these people about how, what their solutions are or, or what they are thinking. And it makes, it, it does help, right? That it, you do get some sort of resolve, like, okay, well, let's figure this out together, right? Totally. And I think uh, one of the things I always say, and in our training we work on together is we use the terminology, we co-create a shared vision for collective well-being. And I think one of the things that can become problematic if we're not super aware of how we're stepping into communities to do this work is like we can come in being like, I am the expert of wellness or social emotional learning and I have the answers and this is what you need to do. Like that's like called the savior complex. We're not trying to save these communities, the leadership, the strengths, the assets are in the community themselves. Like how can we co-create this vision with each other, with all like the diverse members of our community and do so in a way that enhances everyone's well-being and has as and is inclusive of all voices and perspectives. And so I I think that you just nailed it. It's so important for us to create the space for people to collaborate yeah. and feel like they're not alone. Yeah. Even though one of my favorite quotes that we say in our Breathe for Change training is like, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. And yes. I think especially now when we can't physically be together, mm-hmm. you know, it's that much more important that we create connection mm-hmm. in other ways. So, so I have two more questions. If you had to like talk about one, and I know there's a million, so this is probably, if you had to give an example of like one of the, th- one of the large changes that has come out of your training, right? So like somebody who attended your training, took it back to their school district, completely changed it, um, came back to you and was like, this is what Breathe for Change did. Can you tell us one of those stories? Actually, totally. I mean, I have like so many. I'm like, I know. what do I do? There's like thousands. Yeah. Um, one specifically stands out to me because she was from the very, very beginning, the early years. So I've seen like five years of mm-hmm. transformation. Um, she didn't take the training. Her name is Tammy. She was a principal in Madison, um, a school principal. So we not just get educators. We also get school administrators, which is amazing because the right. impact that they can make at the yes. school level is yeah. like mind-blowing. Um, but I started, I asked her if I could like lead a couple of professional development workshops at her school. And she just took on Breathe for Change at her school and started incorporating or introducing some of the practices and the SDLF practices across all of her teachers. And then last year, or no, a year and a half ago, she ended up hosting and taking the training at her school and had 11 of her staff at the school also take the two-hour training. So we're talking probably like half of her teachers. I I don't know the exact number of her total staff, but I'm guessing it's about half or a third of her whole staff was certified through a 200 hour training and the entire school. And this was her first year as a principal at this new school, the entire school transformed. It was like a turnaround school 
they had very like it was not going in the direction that the district wanted and they brought her in to change it and then she implemented this and the results academically for kids like the sustainability for teachers everything just was unbelievable she ended up getting (laughs) featured in a bunch of articles and national like in the national news um and and now she just got a position as the head of teaching and learning at the district level so like you can just see the ways in which yeah like this has ripple effects and it's really inspiring to see what happens when one person commits to this work because that's the thing is I tell all all of our teachers this it's like when you think about like change sometimes it can feel so overwhelming because you're like oh my god how do I get all these people on board and like if you're embodying this that's right people will see the difference they'll get intrigued by the difference it's an we're never forcing anyone that's right upon anyone it's an invitation we ask people even our students I always tell the teachers you're not saying do this meditation with me it's like I invite you to yeah it's an invitation and then that really allows people to make the decision for themselves and like to feel that sense of ownership an agency around embracing or trying these things on. Um, so I think there's so much to be said for the embodying portion that you just said, because when I'm willing to bet that when you think back on who your teachers were that really have had a profound effect, it was their actions that made them be an impactful part versus their words right? So yes, of course, there's the invitation of like, hey, I do this and this really works for me. I'd love to invite you to join me versus I'm going to do it whether or not you join me, right? Like this is part of my life fundamentally. It's part of me. I I really believe that in the embodying part is, is the game changer, is the part where, and that's why I love that the very first thing that you start with is that they have to, Im- yeah, self, right? They have, yes, they have to embody it first and then it can kind of radiate out. Um, yeah. Okay. So then last but not least, how do, um, how do people sign up for your training? What's the best place mm-hmm. for them to go and look? And are you still accepting applications? Cause I know that your, your trainings fell. Yes, if you're interested, go to our website right now because it's filling up as we speak. Um, So there's three different ways. There's three different main ways that people can get involved in Breathe for Change right now or three different training opportunities we have. Go to breatheforchange.com. They're all there. It's very clear. The Mind, Body, Wellness, and SEL training is available. The next one is September 10th. I highly recommend you do it. I'll be facilitating it. And then with some amazing co-facilitators, then the yoga teacher training and SELF certification, you can also uh, opt into online. And if you, if you know you're ready, there's a way to register directly online on our website. If you're like, wait, I need to like figure out what's right for me. You can schedule a call with one of our amazing teammates. But then in addition to these two options, we also uh, partner with schools, districts, and organizations to offer professional development. So I didn't mention that before, but that was another layer is, you know, entire staffs need support and entire districts or communities um, in their wellness, in their self-care, and also in their teaching, which we 
are, we have the skill set to teach you how to teach in this way. Um, and so you can also, if you're a leader or of a school or a district or an organization, you want to bring us in, you can also do that on our website. And then Breathe for Change also offers a bunch of free webinars. So we bring in outside experts in education and wellness and yoga to come speak to our community, like on a weekly basis, generally. And then I lead two yoga classes each week um, that are just open to the public. So there's a lot of different ways to get involved. Those you can see on our resource tab at, on our website. And then you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, which are pretty active. So I am super grateful, Lauren, that you brought me here and that you're sharing about yes. with the world. And anyone who's interested in participating, um, you know, yoga teachers, this is another thing. I know you have a, you have a lot of people in your network, Lauren, who are yoga teachers and a lot of yoga teachers end up taking our trainings because of that different approach of the education oriented approach, that social justice lens, the social emotional learning. Uh, so I, when I had the pleasure of sitting in on many of um, those sessions, it really inspired me as a lead trainer in an RYS 200 and an RYS 300 to shift um, slightly the, some of the curriculum that I was teaching, right? And so uh, asana and cueing has always been kind of my jam and like my sweet spot yeah. and anatomy as well. And I think just being able to understand how to be more inclusive and how to um, not lead with the answer, but instead be more inviting, right? I think it was, um, it was definitely something that I've carried with me. And then also the ability to just work more collaboratively amongst the other trainers so that we as a team can bond and kind of, you know, um, rising tides lift all boats, right? Like it's that whole idea of if we're all connected and we're all in sync, it's going to radiate and everyone's going to feel it. So I think I, I, a lot of those tools I did, I did get um, at Breathe for Change. So Aww, that <laughs> makes my heart sing. <laughs> well, I yeah. love you. Thank you so much for being here. I love um, you too. So I always like to tell a story about um, the, my teachers, like a, a little like moment of like when I first remembered like, oh, this person is going to be somebody who I seriously connect with. And I remember the first time that I met you again at Life Alive, but then I also remember, <laughs> you're going to laugh. Our first I, phone call. Yeah, I remember our first phone call. Yes, too. I knew. <laughs> but this is another one. Do you remember one of the nights that we were there late? It might've been like the first or second night. We were there really late setting up and we were unpacking a bunch of stuff. And there was an oversized Breathe for Change t-shirt that you put on. And somehow you found like a belt <laughs> or a scarf and you made a dress out of it. Do you remember? It was this? a yoga belt. It yeah. was a yoga, yeah. or a yoga, a yoga yeah. strap. Yeah. A yoga strap. I made the cutest dress ever. It was a 4XL t-shirt with a yoga strap around it. And I was like, I think this is my new style. It's your jam. Like you... You wore it the rest of the night and then Jordan was, somebody started playing music and it was like, you were just prancing around dancing. I'm like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we, and so it great. was. Yeah. So um, thank oh you for being one of my teachers. 
Oh, thank you for being one of my teachers. <laughs> the beauty of the teacher-student relationship is that it's reciprocal. Like we're each other's students just as much as we're each other's teachers and vice versa. So I'm so honored to have you in my life and thankful that you brought me on and can't wait to connect with all the people who end up listening to this. So yeah. Yeah. Well, stay safe and keep in touch. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Of course. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.